Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love Love at at First first listen. Listen. This season... We're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening to the Best of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon Podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weeknight from 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. Eastern, 7 to 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every night on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. This is the Best of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon on Fox Sports Radio. Where we will have a game six in yeah, the we NLCS, will. a game that looked really bad for the Dodgers and great for the Braves through the third inning, turned on a dime. The Dodgers win it seven to three. And, you know, this could be one of those games where life gets breathed back in, just like with the Astros and the Rays. And the Dodgers could look would not surprise me as good as they are. They can win the next two games. I told you at the beginning, I expected this series to go seven. But this game kind of had a different feel to it, Mike, with the Dodgers coming back the way they did. Now, I did pick the Astros and the Braves to go to the World Series before the, se- before the season started. But right now, clearly the Dodgers seize momentum back. And this, is, this looked like it was more than just a one-time thing because the way this game changed in the third inning 
wasn't just, well, here's the Dodgers were the game. They played better. They were this. No, there was a palpable, you could feel the, the switch go on and the Dodgers really hit a stride. All right, this game was going on. You and I talked about it early. It looked like it was a game where the Braves could run away with this early, right? They have runners on in the first inning. They get a run. They got a bunch of runners on in the second inning. They get another run. The Dodgers were barely holding on. You get to the third inning, and you get a sacrifice fly. Make it 3 nothing Braves, and the Braves are still batting with runner on second and two outs. Except, when is a sacrifice fly not a sacrifice fly? When it was this. A swing and a fly ball, and a short right coming in. Mookie Betts makes a shoot-top catch. Oh, what a play. And then Ozuna with a head-first slide apparently beat the tag, although the Dodgers are going to request a replay. And the replay is requested because not because Ozuna got tagged out because he left third early. I mean, this is something you see, Mike, in Little League. And usually when a kid leaves third once, he'll never leave third early again, right? Because when you go back, what are you doing? You can't leave third base early. And Ozuna kind of just looks like he, I don't know if he spaced out, and, and I'm waiting, hopefully we'll hear from him yeah. in, in the course of the post game. but he kind of just spaces out a bit and, you know, goes back to the bag and then gets off the bag and, Maybe he was looking and, and thought that possibly there was no way that Betts was going to catch the ball because you saw Betts coming in. His glove was basically on the ground, and Betts is already seeing his momentum carry him towards the plate, so it's going to be close. So he thought, okay, the ball's going to hit the ground. I'm going to take off early. Uh, but clearly he did take off early because it's not even close on the replays. Right. Instead of 3 nothing Braves and they're still batting and the Dodgers are saying, this is getting away from us early, uh, Joe Kelly gets out of the inning, no runs. Corey Seager comes up the next inning and puts life back in the Dodgers with this swing. Here's a fastball and a fly ball to center field. Heading on back in a hurry and at the wall, Pache can't get it a home run. A home run for Seager over the wall, straightaway center field. It's his third home run of the LCS, and the Dodgers are back to within one. It is two to one. Charlie Steiner, AM570 with the calls on there. And from there, that's where the game changed, Mike, because I don't even want to go into the innings later on. Look, the Dodgers put up three runs in the sixth and three in the seventh. Yeah, and then the bullpen was up to the task. I mean, that's really all it comes down to. But what, after after that, that play, that sequence of Ozuna not tagging up, Seager hits the home run. From then on, Dodgers at-bats were terrific. They mm-hmm. were really squaring up the ball. There was a couple of hard-hit balls that, that were at the warning track and beyond that, that nearly left the park. And from like it's like that was the moment where something switched the Dodgers, and suddenly they were hitting the ball, they were getting on base, and they were starting to make plays offensively, and it was the Dodgers' offense that we had expected to see and not just dribs and drabs of so far this postseason. That was a real change, like a seismic change that suddenly maybe now we're going to see the Dodgers we expected and not the Dodgers who struggled uh, against a pitcher last night who hadn't pitched in three weeks and a pitcher tonight who was starting his first game since he was in college. So it was pretty embarrassing for a while, but it's like the Dodgers finally, like the life just went into them, you know, at that moment where they, they took that momentum off of the Ozuna play, Seager hits it, and from then on out, they were really swinging well. Yeah, I mean, you go to the Ozuna play, clearly the Admiral Akbar reference of, it's a trap, unless it wasn't. Because <laughs> uh, watching it live, it's like, that is the fast, fastest I've ever seen anybody get from third to home. 
And we've watched a lot of guys, masterful base runners. And, you know, you're trying to cheat. You're trying to get a lean, much like when you're leading off first base, getting a lead. Uh, here you're hoping the uh, the umpires are kind of spacing out so maybe you can cheat a step. No, 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 not so fast. There's 900 umpires and 9,000 cameras. Uh, you're not getting away with it here. Plus, you're, you're not exactly known as a uh, – record-breaking speedster, insert Tyreek Hill, or any number of NFL speed wideouts uh, as we go. How about we get a little uh, Henry Ruggs while we're at it? Just give him a little bit of love. <laughs> but the the idea then is for the Dodgers, we, we talked about it the last couple nights. They just didn't seem loose, right? Just seemed puckering a little bit, perhaps the pressure, because they know what's being written about here. They know what the weight of all this is. Sure as hell no, Clayton Kershaw knew what was on for him when Dave Roberts, given the last couple of postseasons, the fact that you're trumpeting eight straight division titles, but you're en route to not even matching the Braves, right? You win your division, but you can't get over. Well, at least the Braves got one, and the Dodgers in danger of that. I don't know who they're going to give credit to for finding the levity and breaking the tensions, but at some point out of that play, and momentum is such a tough word to ascribe to any of this, but maybe that's it. Maybe it was the, all right, now let's let's capitalize. Emotions swung our way and, and see what we can put together because the, the at-bats got better, as you said. You know, a little more working the counts and, and good, strong hits. Mookie Betts actually had multiple hits in a game. I mean, I, I wanted to take a snapshot <laughs> Mookie, of my yeah, television. Still Bellinger stunk, so there is that. Just well, so no, know, that's fine. If stunk. everybody else is hitting and he's going to stink, he's going to stink. Uh, and and if, if that's going to become his calling card of being a regular season guy. Hey, does that sound familiar? Didn't we talk about a certain pitcher wearing number 22 who's kind of that guy? Uh, that <laughs> If that's what it's going to be, that's fine because you're at still at least bringing people to the dance. You may be standing alone being the guy serving punch if you keep hitting 150. <laughs> but And someone's going to say, hey, I'm stealing your girlfriend here for a, for a spin. And what are you going to do? You can't perform, so you just have to shrug and, and watch him you know, walk off. And, wow, now I, I'm just describing back to the future now, aren't I? <laughs> yes, no, you are. You've gotten right into that now. <laughs> Pretty soon, Dave hey, I caught myself as I'm saying say, it. I'm like, wow. Dave yeah. Roberts shows up at the end. He's putting bananas in his in, in the thing and, and fruit and garbage. Oh, we gotta we gotta go to the future. We gotta figure something out in the ninth <laughs> inning because you don't want to bring Kenley Jansen in again. Yeah. So um, now it becomes the curiosity of what it looks like. Walker Bueller tomorrow, the weight of the world's on his shoulders, right? Because it's on him. Not to mention you've used a lot of bullpen the last couple days, which yeah. means you need to get a few more innings. Because today. Look, Dave Roberts is going to have to answer for why Dustin May came out so fast. 55 pitches and gone. Wasn't the most effective uh, two innings that we've seen, but that was it. Like, he got the quick hook uh, when you're doing everything you can to, A, stave off elimination, but, B, being conscious of you survive for another day. But now we, uh, we got to that bridge and they have to cross it. Yeah, and, and for the Dodgers, look, they come back, and obviously the seminal moment was Will Smith's home run off of Will Smith, which yeah. if you're a sports fan, for some reason, that moment was just different. It was, oh, Will Smith might pitch to Will Smith in this series. Like, oh, my God, oh my God. And we got it. 
I mean, we got Will Smith pitching yeah, to did. Will Smith, and we had a clear-cut winner when Spider-Man is pointing at himself. Hey, it's Will Smith <laughs> versus Will Smith. Hey, it's you, it's me. And, it, you know, it's not the same as Gemini Man. Okay, Gemini Man was Will Smith against a younger version of himself. This is two different Will Smiths that occupy the same space. Well, and, I mean, they, they aren't the same age, are they? I don't, I don't know all the, the ins and outs of the... Uh... Well, where the pitching Will Smith comes from. Oh, hang on. Now I'm going to look. Okay, so now we Dodgers make catcher sure. Will Smith is 25. And so now Will Smith, the pitcher, is – I think Will Smith, the pitcher, is a little bit older. Yeah, he's 31. Oh, okay, so good. Will so Smith, there is the pitcher, a little bit of that dynamic going on here. Yes. Uh, oh, 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 and again – Jason Stark, you see something in, in baseball you've never seen before. Yeah. Will Smith, a guy hitting a home run off a guy with the same name. And the fact that they still, they both go by Will. You know, I mean, they both go by Will, yeah. knowing full well that Will Smith was already a big star. Right? Like, Why Will should Smith I change a, my name? Because he sucks. You no. know what? <laughs> no talent ass clown started winning <laughs> Grammys. Uh, but these guys both go. Look, Will Smith has been a big star in Hollywood when both these guys were born, right? So you have Will Smith, the pitcher, was born in, in if he's 31, he was born in 79. Okay. All right. So, okay. So that's fine. But uh, wait a minute. Am I right? 79, 80? No, no, no. He was born in 89. Okay, so he was born in 89. So Will Smith had already kind of been around. People knew Will Smith was. No excuse at all for the Dodgers' Will Smith. I mean, they, he was born in 1995. Will Smith was clearly a big star, and they still call him Will. Why don't you Just knew he Bill? was going to be the superior Will Smith. That's you all. go by Bill or Billy. You know, I mean, no one remembers Billy Smith was the goalie Willie. for the Islanders when Willie they won Smith. four Stanley Cups. Nobody remembers that Billy Smith. You'd be Billy Smith, Bill Smith. Bill, you go by, why do you go by Will Smith when there's a guy there? It's a good question. I don't yeah, know. I mean, I don't know. It, it's weird. You know, and you know, we want to hear a good story about this, about famous names? Okay. This, this sure. is a good story real quick. Before we get to Kenley Jansen, because we have to get is to Is this about Jansen. Jason Smith of the Knicks? No, 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 no. This is a different one. So oh, okay. in, in soccer, um, I've coached a girl the last couple of years, and her name is Jennifer Lopez. Right, and she's a great. She's one of my favorite girls that I've coached forever. I mean, she's such she's such a great kid. She's awesome, awesome family. And I I say to her, beginning, I said, you know, what 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 do you like to call? And she says, oh, Jennifer's fine. It's okay, great. So I always called her Jennifer, Jennifer, Jennifer. And then so many other people call her J Lo, right? They call her J Lo, J Lo, okay, you know. Sure. And she kind of smiles and kind of smiles, and they do that. But I've never done that because I don't know if she likes that. And she said, call me Jennifer. I remember one day, like we were all just hanging out of practice or something, or I forget where we were. And I said, so how do you feel when, when people call you J-Lo? Do you like it? And she goes, no, not really. And I'm going, oh, my God. <laughs> you got to tell people if they call you that. You got to tell people if you don't like what they You say. know, we have a whole open about things like that. <laughs> but she's such, but she's so nice. She doesn't say anything. And she's like, yeah, she kind of smiles and goes along. I go, oh, wow. I feel, I, that's one where I go, I, I, I feel like I'm, I, I know what I'm doing right now. I, I, at least if, if I don't know anything, at least I know the, you know, the right names to call you people. You did ask the that. right question. I mean, yeah. that was oh, very sure. good of you. Yeah. Sure. I said, I said, what do you think when people said, do you like that? No, not really. I don't. And I've seen people call her J-Lo for like three years now. I'm going, oh, my God. That, that might have been the most people. adult moment you've ever had. It was. Sometimes I can fool myself. I'm like, you know, I, maybe, you know, maybe there is a little hope for me. Maybe there's a little bit of hope for me. Uh, there also could be a little bit of hope for Kenley Jansen. As Jansen comes in in the ninth inning, and I told everybody, make sure you get a sandwich, get ready to go, because Jansen's yeah. coming in in the ninth. And it was a very, 
vintage Kenley Jansen moment. Now, for a second, did the Dodgers plan on it going this way and Jansen was going to close the game? No, not at all. But the way this game went, the Dodgers used everybody in the bullpen and Jansen was the only guy left unless you're going to bring back Kershaw. So that wasn't going to happen. But Jansen comes in, 12 pitches, 10 strikes, three strikeouts, and he actually hit 94 on the radar gun. ESPN reporting that was the highest he had hit on the radar gun since the middle of September. So this may be he's had a couple of days off. He can throw 94, uh, but still it's not quite what it used to be with him, and they have to pick their spots. Tonight they had no choice, but at least for the Dodgers, at least they know all right, now if we need him again, maybe he's not going to be someone that suddenly gets, you know, they're hitting the ball off the wall on, and we got to get him out of the game in the ninth inning. I don't know if they'll go to him again in the ninth unless they have to, but at least it looked like Jansen bounced back a little bit tonight, which is good news for them. That's fantastic news for the Dodgers and Dodger faithful. Uh, add the extra breathing room. Of course, we don't know that you'll have that every night, but uh, you take them as they come, succeed and proceed as we have preached on this show, latching on to the John Calipari theory uh, espoused several years back. Uh, it is a show mantra, and for the Dodgers, that's all you can do, right? You, you, you find uh, some excitement, and now we see is momentum something legit? Or did the bats go quiet again like they did after the 15-run outburst? Right? That's it. Because now we're resetting the rotation and, and you go back to basics. The bullpen games are over. You did your job. You took care of the middle relievers uh, after just being mesmerized by by Minter to start the game. Hell of an effort by him. Got to make sure to triple underscore that for a guy who hadn't opened a game slash started a game since 2015. So uh, game six, uh, stupid s- slotting. I don't know if that's some rule with the NCAA or pre-brokered or some nonsense. So a 1 p.m. start. But, again, succeed and proceed. You're living to see another day. Yeah, and we're going to most likely get Freed and Bueller tomorrow. Officially, it hasn't been announced yet, but that's probably what we're going to get. Yeah. So this bullpen game of, oh, we're going to have a guy. No, no, no. Now you got the two aces, two of the best pitchers in baseball. It's going to be some kind of game six. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast is 
NBA DNA with Hannah Storm digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and challenge all-star. And speaking of all-stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers, and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of challenge champion. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Mike, you talked about the Cowboys, and you picked the Cowboys. You know They're one-and-a-half-point underdogs against Arizona on Monday night, and this will be the first start for Andy Dalton. And I, I get that there's trepidation because a team, anytime you lose your, your starting quarterback, you think, okay, we're going to have to pull back, and you're going to see different things and, and, and more conservative. And I don't think that's going to happen. You know, Andy Dalton came in and made plays downfield you know, to win that game against the Giants last week. This wasn't where I haven't had any reps, so I can only throw the ball seven or eight yards downfield. All right? I mean, this is, this, is, this is not Derek Carr. You know, this is – Dandy Dalton was able to come in and say, hey, I got my playmakers one-on-one. I throw it up for them to make a play. They are not going to miss a beat with this offense. Andy Dalton is still going to take it downfield. He Look, Andy Dalton's a guy – Whatever you want to say about him, he has never been someone who has taken what the defense gives him. He will push the ball down the field. He is someone who, at this point in his career, is playing with more weapons than he's ever had. And he is excited about this, and he is raring to go, and he wants to show off his arm and say, I still got it. Now, 
a lot of the play calls are going to be running the football because I, I, I fully expect them to find their identity, which we talked about this at length after Dak got hurt, in that now we know they're going to run the football more, and Ezekiel is going to become more of a weapon. Obviously, if the game gets away from them, you throw because you're behind. That's the way it goes. But the Cowboys now, they kind of have to be this team because with Dak throwing for 400 every week, it's hard to say, well, let's, let's give the ball to Ezekiel Elliott more than 12 times in a game. But now they will get it back to him, and they will be a team that runs the ball and attacks rather than just throwing the football all the way down the field. Dallas's offense will be much more balanced. They're, st- they're still going to get big chunk plays and have big games on offense. It will just be a little bit more settled. The Cowboys will feel like a little bit more of a complete team. Dalton's going to take his chances downfield. There's going to be no difference in the Cowboys' offense. Andy Dalton will step right in, and it's going to be a big, big week. It will be a big year for him. Something I'm really curious to see is whether that run game that it should be, right? Because ostensibly that's what it should be, is whether it can become that. Not just because of Ezekiel Elliott, and there's some concern of, you know, has he, you know, hit that, tip the scales? And I'm not call, talking about weight and his feed me tattoo. No, just the, you know, number of carries and everything else. Not to mention the offensive line. You're missing your two tackles. Right? They've had to have surgery. They're out. And you've got a young center trying to, uh, to make the best of it. Right, So how quickly does that five-man unit up front gel to where you can establish the run? Because clearly you want to keep that defense off the field. Now, this is a game where maybe the defense can, can get a little something done because Murray does put the ball up in harm's way on occasion. Right, uh, He will give you an opportunity. Now, it's a matter of can you make a play? But from the Andy Dalton side of things, this is why you brought him in as insurance, right? He wanted to be near his home. It's a good fit. Here's all the talent. You saw Michael Gallup. I'm talking to you fantasy owners out there on a Friday night. That's your guy here. Yeah, Amari's going to get his, but Gallup a bit undervalued. And I think uh, whoever owns him in your league, you should should probably be putting the trade feelers out there going, ah, you know, and, and sell them all you can, that that was an, an anomaly and just a, <laughs> hey, this is what we had to do to try to make it a game and, and try to get ourselves going and eke out a win. You know, I had to go to that guy because uh, I think Gallup is going to be uh, a potential beast and certainly a big factor in this game. But I've always liked Andy Dalton. I've been pumping him up on this show for years, just wanting to find some sort of stability and to break the you know cone of shame there in Cincinnati. Double-digit wins a number of times uh, and a, a beast in, in A.J. Green. You had some weapons. It just never coalesced. The defense wasn't very good, or the run game would sputter. Uh, and now you go to Dallas, where at least on paper, you've got everything you need to make that offense hum. And, you know, you mentioned Michael Gallup, and, and this is where things change. Whenever a new quarterback comes in, sometimes the number one receiver is no yeah. longer the number one receiver. And the fact that he went to him for that big throw deep last week told me he's got some kind of connection. He likes him. He, he you know, he, he they, they have a pretty good connection on the field because that's a big play. Does I'm, I'm going I'm to throw this up deep and make you try to make a play when this could come down and be intercepted. So I, I, I agree with you. I think Michael Gallup could be in for a big, big rest of the season because Andy Dalton clearly has that little bit of him, that trust in him that uh, you see going forward. It doesn't mean that he's not going to throw to C.D. Lamb or Cooper. Sure. It just means that, boy, you may see a few more balls going his way than you did before. 
Yeah, I mean, you're also looking at uh, what's his name, uh, Wilson. Uh, Wilson uh, could also be <laughs> a factor sorry, as well. Sorry, Wilson. Yep. Well, because when the other, because you're talking about backup receivers, who are they getting their their throws from? They're getting them from the number two guy. So he gets elevated. Uh, there's got to be familiarity. So I got to think Michael Gallup was working to try to get some extra reps and familiarity with Andy Dalton. Because look, how many quarterbacks truly make it through a full sixteen unscathed? I'm talking not even a series or two where they've got to, you know, come out for an ankle, a knee, a quick shoulder, you know, reset or, or trip to the tent uh, for a, a big Here, let's hit. reset that shoulder. Like Mel Gibson and Lethal Weapon. When well, you know what I mean, though? Like, and hey. puts it back in when he rams it up against the wall. Yeah, all of those things come into play. But, you know, so what do you want to do? You want to make sure you've got at least a, a little bit of a working knowledge as to how the ball comes out. Uh, because once you're in game situation, you know, it's no longer a, a testing ground. You got to go make plays. So uh, I'm curious to watch that game. That'll be a fun Monday nighter. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific. When you drive a vehicle so reliable, it's backed by a 10 year, 100,000 mile limited warranty. You stop thinking about what you can't do start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rock the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. 
And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast. To start listening. We do it every week here on the show, and we give you our upset specials. We give you picks each week in the National Football League, college football, and uh, we have to take the points because that's how it goes. Yeah. I mean, you can ignore the points, but then why sure. would you? You would take the points. Uh, so I'll kick it off. I'm going to give you two games from the NFL this week, and I'm going to give you the winless Atlanta Falcons getting five over Minnesota. All right, Atlanta is free from Dan Quinn. Uh, as, as you see, it's like, you know, firing a head coach, whether it's a firing head coach or a manager, the players play looser. Stuff is not hanging over them. We saw it with Houston last week. I told you they were going to win, and they did. I'm going to do the same thing with the Falcons this week. Look, we know how good the offense is. We know they can score points. They're getting healthy. They're getting five points. Minnesota is not that great. Minnesota is just okay. They're barely better than the Falcons themselves. I will take the Falcons getting five over Minnesota. I like that start. I mean, the Bears are an obvious pick, Bears. Uh, that defense that uh, is has been so suffocating and had their their way with Tom Brady uh, at points in that Thursday game. They do the same to Teddy Bridgewater. So you get a little bit more of that. Uh, it, most of the, the spreads, I, I think, are uh, – well, a little sizable and kind of trying to tempt you uh, going in. But you know what? Dallas is a home underdog. It's narrow at the last look that I saw of a point and a half. Nobody wants to trust Andy Dalton, but I do. I do. Let's go. Uh, red rifle getting it done in front of family members. Uh, and Kyler Murray can and will give the ball up on occasion. Kenyon Drake, you got to hate the Drake right now if you're a fantasy owner. Used to love the Drake. Yeah, you used to, but now, yeah. right? You know, you, right now, you want to get that TV back, and mm-hmm. Chase Edmonds is part of it. <laughs> Look, points are going to be scored in this game. The over/under is fifty-five, but I will take Dallas at home, the narrow underdog. Now, you talked about some lines that are big. I'm going to go with my other upset special with a line that just looks fishy. Houston only getting four against Tennessee. Why is this doesn't make any sense? Tennessee is coming off a dominant Monday night football performance. They look like a complete football team. They're undefeated. Houston just got their first win. This line is really fishy. I'm going to take Houston and I'm going to take Tennessee getting a bounce coming off on a short week, coming off a huge performance. They're going to get that bounce. Houston is going to score, as I said last week, free from Bill O'Brien. Now you're going to see them play better. They already got one win. This is one of those point spreads that looks so fishy to me. I'm happy taking the Texans, getting four over Tennessee. I am going to look at one. Uh, we talked a little bit with Jason Cole because I had to ask the Garoppolo question when we got to Sirius because we're talking about bad quarterbacks, so why not go there? Uh, I'm taking San Francisco plus three and a half or four, depending on where you're looking with the Rams coming into town. 
Mm. Something tells me they put forth an effort because they've looked discombobulated all the way through, and injuries are only part of it. But they get right in a big uh, showdown game. So there's our picks. Twitter at How About a Fresca. Mike at Swollen Dome. Our upset specials for this week. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at first, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 